Welcome to Holy Cray Podcast, your dose of holistic healing. I am your host, Cray, giving you a platform where you can speak your truth, be authentic of your own self, no judgment, but love and belongingness and sense of gratitude. Let's all grow together, not only physically, but inwardly. This platform encourages you to really explore that healing within, embodying your authenticity. And as we all heal together, we collectively heal our generation ahead of us. May this platform fill up your soul's desire. Gratefully, Cray. Hi, souls. Thank you for being here today. Welcome to Holy Cray's podcast, Your Dose of Holistic Healing. My name is Cray, and I'm your host, your healer, or your Reiki master, and your certified life or heal coach. Thank you so much for taking time and tuning in today's episode, because this episode is truly something that I feel truly aligned to collectively share with you, and not only myself, but I see this to everyone. And this episode is all about change. Why are we so afraid of change? What has it got to do with us? What are the narratives? And that's keeping us from changing. What does it mean to change? And why do we feel threatened to face it or even indulge ourselves with it? As I've delved into self-love and self-healing for the past eight years of self-mastery, I've gone through so much deaths and rebirth. What do I mean by deaths? Deaths of my old self, rebirth from pivoting from change. I've gone through multiple transitions in my life and still doing so, unlearning the conditioning breaking multiple matrix that I thought was safe for me, that felt so comfortable for me, that made me stuck and couldn't really leap because I was so afraid of change. I've always said this to myself. Every time someone asks me, what is your biggest fear? Fear of the unknown. And when I'm afraid of the unknown, it means I'm afraid of change. I've conditioned myself thinking that it's so scary to change. Because it takes a lot to get out of your comfort zone. However, one thing that I realize throughout this journey of mine is that you cultivate multiple actions, multiple ways of devoting yourself into deeply connecting with your higher self. And for the longest time, I've never listened to my higher self. I've always been so comfortable automatically tuning in to my ego. Ego is so important when it comes to protecting us. Protecting us from what? From fear, right? And humans are wired to avoid what? Pain. 
pain from what? Discomfort. And change is equivalent to discomfort. Change comes with uncomfortability of stepping out of what? Into your comfort zone. And ego takes refugee in familiarity. And it's always threatened by change. It defines the known as preferable to the unknown. Even, even if the known sucks. And let me tell you this. I was in a state of the known, the familiar side of me for the longest time. Or they call this not fully awakened. I was asleep for so long because I was so used to being in my comfort zone that it's so hard for me to take risk, to take a leap, and to even involve myself with so much change. This is one reason why so many people stay in abusive relationship, in their job, even though they don't like it, in painful relationship with friendships, because they're so used to it. They're so familiar with the conditioning or the matrix that they are in, the predictability that they are in. And the ego equates predictability. And that predictability is equivalent to safety. And what humans always crave for, it's safety and predictability, right? Because when you feel safe, your survival instinct, which is deeply rooted through our DNAs, will not be activated. It doesn't show the typical, the familiar reaction of survival instinct, a fight or flight mode. Mind you, this is a conditioning that every human has. It's an innate thing for us to react when we are faced with threat. And our ego sees change as a threat to what? Safety and stability. Now, coming into how was I able to see change as a beauty, as good, as a former catalyst for me to grow and heal? It was in my lowest bottom. That was, what, 2017 when I was brought to ER, almost died. If I wasn't brought to ER, within an hour, I would have not made it. And in that moment, I had to surrender to change. I was so afraid to step out of the comfort zone, to even try other modalities, or I don't even know other holistic modalities back then. All I know is that I'm afraid to take a different route of what I'm used to. And that is what I'm so used to just, okay, let's take pain medication or any medication that would patch the symptoms but not fully addressed my current state. I used to have an autoimmune disease where it was uncontrolled and I tried for so long, battled with it for four years taking medication but it didn't work. So there's one day where the Holy Spirit, I would say, literally just 
pray you have to let go of the control because my being my human self is grappling into the stability of the familiarity the predictability of things that I'm gonna be okay when I just take this medication but at that point the Holy Spirit really wanted me to let go of the chaos that I am so used to I was so used to chaos my body was dysregulated from the repressed traumas the suppressed emotions that I'm so afraid to tap in to tip out to address I was so afraid of change and all I did was to distract myself to not face change but the Holy Spirit is just so loud and wanted me to choose again and when I faced that lowest point of my life I realized what I have been missing it was the sense of inner peace but because I'm so used to the feeling of stability with chaos can you just imagine how my ego created that for me I felt safe in chaos however it's actually making my inner state and health decline I am telling you this that change will always equate discomfort discomfort is a neutral state it's not right or wrong however life is happening for you and it's all about what do you value most in embarking change and for me at that moment was i wanted inner peace i value inner peace more than my injury the ego actively resists any attempt to alter the world it has created that's according to courts of miracle that every time you resist, things persist. That's why we're so afraid of change. That when something comes along, any newness, something that is not familiar with the ego, it threatens its world. It will do anything it can to keep you from stepping ahead to freedom, to stepping outside of that comfort zone. Because the bigger the change, the more challenge that the ego has. And the bigger the change for the better, the bigger emergency, the drama, the narratives, the setback that the ego manufactures. However, the ego cannot stop you unless you allow it. That's why I always tell this to my clients. You have the power to choose. You have the power to choose how you can perceive change. What is that fear? Because ego will always connote itself into fear. It's not truly aligned with love. If you keep seeing change as a fearful state, then yes, you will constantly attract what you are, what you feel in facing evolution or change or shift or pivot in your life. Course Miracle says, the Holy Spirit regards change in an entirely different way. It welcomes, celebrates, and makes positive use of change. Can you just imagine that? Our spirit loves evolution. Because if it doesn't, I'm pretty sure we're still going to be in the same state as when we were in the caveman days. 
However, the threat that the ego feels that it's succumbing is the ingrained condition of us human thinking of a survival instinct mode that when we face change, it's a threat to stability, it's a threat to the comfortability, it's a threat to the familiarity familiarity of our state. And the word that always comes up for me every time I take risk and really move through change is trust. Trust in my own guidance. Trust in defining change, all change as good, even if I don't see it as a blessing at this moment. It is there and it will unfold itself for me. I love this quote that I forgot what book what it says, um, what the title of the book when I read it. And it says, faith is the bird that feels the light and sings when the dawn is still dark. We are all masters. We are all masters of our own internal distraction. We are adept at making simple things complicated, making right things wrong. And sometimes we flee from light. We're so afraid to even put our hands and eliminate light. And often we hide in darkness. We believe the real part of us is fake. Like the true essence of you, we're so afraid to even peel those layers of onion skin. And the fake part we think is real. We believe that if others know the truth about us, which is supposedly whole and loving and worthy and joyous and of course deserving for change, people would run away screaming. We're so afraid of our authentic selves that if they actually knew the truth about us, they would actually love us forever. But because the fear that the ego is creating, the narratives that it manufactures about change, we have tricked ourselves into this incredible smallness in indulging change, into embarking what we truly are, which is the essence of sense of worthiness, a sense of authenticity, a sense of expansiveness, and embarking pivotal shifts and change in our lives. I would always say this because I used to be afraid of change in the unknown. I always worked up on that idea that all that everything that's happening to me is a punishment that if I step into this outside of this comfort zone the discomfort is a sign of punishment the discomfort is a sign of threat so I really took it upon myself when I was in my lowest bottom that there is no other way but to go up and in creating this I had to really fully trust and stop fighting life I have been constant, constantly resisting change. And I was constantly, exhaustingly pushing the cork on the current flow of the river. Pushing the cork to go deep into the riverbeds. But it's actually impossible. 
I have been resisting change for so long. I've been distracting myself for so long. I've been listening to the exhausting narratives of my ego inflict fears so I myself could avoid feeling the discomfort that the change has. I was so afraid instead of seeing change as a threatening state, as a, a, a state of the unknown, I'm so afraid to even receive miracles, good things in life because I already for mostly see change that I will receive misfortune because I don't know what to do. However, research says there's this thing. Um, I believe Adam Grant mentioned this in one of his um, podcast with Riz Witherspoon, correct me if I'm wrong. And he mentioned this with people who are constantly questioning, are they good enough with the change that they're doing? Or are they worthy enough of taking risk? And are they confident enough? So research says that you don't get to be confident when you get to the state of change you get to be confident in the process of you doing so. Because as you allow yourself to move past through that fear, you see yourself being able to take risks, being able to expand, being able to try things that you've never done before. And I invite you to, what would that life look like for you if you allow God or higher source spirit extend that hand to you and lift you out of this quicksand into a higher ground and stop resisting and let love of change that it brings so much good into your life. I believe that miracles are always seeking us and every day I always say I am ready for a miracle. I am excited to receive miracles throughout my day. Today is a perfect day. I give thanks for this beautiful day filled with miracles. Because every day we constantly change. We're not the same exact person 20 minutes ago. I wasn't the same person 5 minutes ago talking here. I was lazy thinking that rest is not good for me. But I recognized that I needed to recuperate. So see, my mindset constantly changes in every minute. But there's always a miraculous way of perceiving it. There are ways that you could absolutely soothe your resistance to change. Soothe your fear to change. And another way to handle your ego or work with it is asking yourself in this state. What would you say to a child who's so afraid of change? Would you shame him or her? Would you beat him? and force him to do what scares him? Or would you kneel to meet him face to face? Hold that child's hand and look at his eyes and completely ask her what he's afraid of. And would you help him understand that he is bigger than what he is fearing? Kindness heals and dealing with ego is not an exception to this principle. The ego's job always is to protect you from the threats that it perceives is threatening. It fulfills its perceived role because it, it believes it's, its life and yours depend on it. 
So if you confront your ego head on and try to crack it, overpower it, or go war with it, deny it, fight it, demean it, and diminish it, it will not just agree with you and go away. You can never escape from your ego, remember that. But by humbling it, and by working with it, instead of punishing it, you will come back to your state of oneness with perceiving that there is no harm. There is no harm. That it's safe to embark change in your life. That you comforting your ego, the ego will calm down. <laughs> this approach may sound so silly, but this is you approaching the discomfort in a very loving and nurturing way. Dealing with this in, an, in a very expansive way. Honoring your ego by appreciating the job it's doing for you. Because it's job truly that it believes is protecting you. And remember, change is always good. If you work with your ego gently and gradually, rather than coming at it, combating with it, trying to annihilate it, because you can't, you will be in war consistently. Notice how this resistance arises for you in terms of change. I remember this from the Book of Course Miracle, and it says there, um, the author, I believe, was coaching a client who wanted to stop smoking pot and came up to him but couldn't even do anything at all. Still going back to his old habits and so resistant to changing his habits that it's completely making him feel depressed so what did the coach says he said then don't quit and the client was shocked but that's the main purpose why i wanted to and he immediately told him that i want you to actually understand what are the activities <laughs> that you do that make you feel better than smoking pot and he mentioned multiple things, yoga, meditating, coming to different classes of his coach. And so the coach encouraged him to take those classes or take those or do those activities. Forget about smoking pot habit for the moment and give his attention to higher frequency activities. Then it actually helped out because the denser the habits will drop away. Like I mentioned, change is good when you redirect your energy towards that. When you cultivate activities that truly brings you joy, you establish yourself in the domain of your soul's desire, which is good changes, which is expansive things for your soul, for your wellness, for your being. And how good you feel when you tap into peace, you release your resistance towards the change that you are embarking in and mind you this is how i consistently focused on my growth when i started self-love and self-healing i focused on what's striving what's joyful what activities that sparks joy with me dance i involved working out i involved painting i involved reading all the things that i felt like i forgot that i thought i couldn't do or i i'm not allowed to do anymore because 
autoimmune disease stopped me doing but it allowed me to be in meaning it allowed me to be with my inner guidance i constantly trust what i want what i felt joyful about it was not easy but i was more gentle with myself the way i feel about change and it's instead of beating myself you know like you gotta see change as a constant catalyst for you to grow and heal and don't believe everything that you think because there are things that we interpret based on our belief system so i ask you what are your belief system when it comes to change what are those fears that you feel so inclined to resist from taking a leap I will leave that with you and I appreciate you so much for being here today. I am so grateful that we had connected through this episode and I invite you to see change as a one huge expansive journey for you. That we are ever evolving being, that every moment is a great opportunity for you to head on and take a leap towards your purest desire or goals in life. I hope this episode serves you. I'm so grateful for you. And if you're feeling called to work with me, I am Cray. I am a certified life or heal coach and a Reiki master teacher. I am currently opening a program for next year, January, a 12-week group coaching i am worthy group coaching program and if you're feeling called to work with me please send an email or follow me on instagram at holly dm me to be part of the wait list this is 12 week and i am actually releasing the early bird access or early bird energy exchange this coming month of november and if you are also that soul who's feeling inclined to reattune realign yourself and work with me on a one-on-one basis apply on the link in my bio or on the description below and i would love to set an appointment with you to see if we both match this work together I'm always for soul who are 100% all in to their journey. And if you're that person who has been feeling called to feel in tune and aligned and harmonize their being through Reiki, yes, go ahead and visit my website and look into what I can offer for you. And let's connect more on my Instagram and subscribe and rate if this episode has served you. What are your feedback? Please tag me when you're tuning in. I'm so grateful for you. I hope you're feeling well into embarking change in your life and I hope this episode have brought you something that truly gave you some distinction in the life that you are heading on through change. Thank you so much. Gratefully, Craig.